There's something we all deal with on a daily basis in our professional life that oftentimes we don't necessarily give much thought to, but it's something that can really improve upon our ability to get things done, to perform better, and ultimately to do better from a professional perspective, both for the company and for yourself. It's working with other people that aren't directly in your team or don't directly work for you. How are you able to cultivate the relationship with those people that have the skill set that you need to be able to provide things for you when you don't have the ability to just put your thumb down and say, do this for me? How do you make that process work better? And how can you be so good at it, people will be begging to support you even though you don't have that authority? Let's discuss that. Hey, welcome to Hyper Academy. My name is Ryan Field Spack. It's a ruthless world out there. How do you step up and stand out? You do it by getting your mind right. That's what Hyper Academy is here to talk about. I'm excited to talk to you today specifically about how to cultivate the engagement, the interest, and the willingness of people that aren't on your professional team, that don't work for you, to be able to do things on your behalf because they have the skill sets, they have the tools, they have the access, and you need that information. But oftentimes they're so busy doing things, they don't necessarily wanna give it to you. How can you go and reach those people and get them to want to help you out? That is an art. It is very difficult to do, but when you can figure it out and do it well, you will have friends all throughout your organization that will help you, especially in your time of need. Before we get started though, what I wanna do is I wanna provide you with a, a guide, a gift, a tool that you'll be able to utilize when you're having these difficult conversations with people on other teams to be able to perform better. Oftentimes when you're getting ready to make an ask, especially if that team maybe seems to be a little bit higher up than you are or more challenging to deal with, you can get some of those nervousness, those butterflies, that anxiety flowing, right? Have you ever felt it? You get that kind of shaky hands or that nervous feeling in your belly. There are ways to reduce that anxiety, reduce that nervousness, lower your pulse so that you think clearer and can perform better and make those asks easier. And you do it with this guide. It talks about the first just breathe mindfulness technique. It's brought about by Anne-Marie Rossi with Be Mindful. And if you download this guide in the link below at hyperacademy.mykajabi.com slash 10 seconds, you're going to get a one page, easy to read PDF that will talk through the techniques in this mindfulness exercise and how to implement them. Once you finish reading, it's just a three-step process and you will be able to provide um, the technique for yourself whenever you need it. It takes just 10 seconds. It might be helpful for you. If you think that might be, uh, feel free to download that in the description below. But let's talk a little bit more about the teams. You know, I work for a very large organization right now, and I worked for a very large um, fire department prior to joining on with this organization. And the public versus the private uh, sphere is very similar with regards to the fact that you have people that have skill sets and needs and capabilities that you need to be able to cultivate and grab and have work done on your behalf 
or just information from them so that you can get what you need done. We don't work in silos anymore. There are so many different disparate organizations that need to feed you information that you need to be able to grab that information. But all of those organizations and people are all extremely busy too, right? They don't have the interest oftentimes or the willingness or the ability to stop what they're doing to help you out because they're already neck deep in their efforts and their challenges and their problems, right? So how do you, aside from getting a boss or somebody to force them to stop what they're doing to help you out, how do you get them to do those things for you? It's quite the challenge. On a side note, if you do get somebody to force them to do it, you think they're going to do it with pleasure and with delight, or they're gonna do it with regret and with um, a, a eye towards not wanting to work with you again because you forced that down in their throats, essentially, right? Um, so you may get what you want one time, but they're going to be much more reluctant the second, third, and fourth time um, to do those things for you. There's a much better way. The better way is to cultivate the relationship. And to that end, I have six steps that I want to talk with you about today that I have seen work in my professional career, both in the public and private sector, for a charm. Um, people have been more than willing to help out um, from, from that perspective. So let's jump into it. What are the six steps that you can utilize to cultivate the trust and the um, willingness of another team to help you out to provide something for you from a professional perspective? The first most important one is presence. The way that you exude yourself on a day-to-day -day basis goes a long way towards how people perceive you, trust you, and want to help you out because you have a leadership quality that they admire. In order to exude that presence, you can utilize a technique that was coined by Amy Cuddy. She has a TED Talk, which I'll link below, that you can watch talking about how one's presence, the way you project yourself, is embedded within your mind and your ability to feel confident and poised and be able to project yourself in a confident way going forward. So if you are um, submissive, if you think about a submissive animal, right, a dog with their ears back, tails between their legs, crouched down, they will necessarily be submissive in the way that they interact with other people um, or other animals, right? Whereas a alpha male dog, tall, proud, Hair, ears up, tail up, broad shoulders, that dog will by nature perform better and have more confidence than the submissive one. The same thing happens with us humans, right? If you carry yourself on a day-to-day -day basis with a higher amount of posture, with that broad shoulder, that superhero pose, so to speak, you will by nature be more confident, poised, and can do convey leadership um, to those around you. And those that you are trying to integrate with and interact with will see that confidence and they'll be naturally drawn to it. So walk around with that air of confidence. Have those broad shoulders, neck up, head out, shoulders broad, and you will have more confidence and you will bring in more people to you. So that's the first one, increase your presence. And again, check out Amy Cuddy's video below for more information on that. Second, give First, once you get to know the team and you realize, gosh, 
That is a good partnership to have. Give them things first, build the trust. So if there is something that you can do for them, if you can make an introduction, if you can ease the burden of a challenge that they may be having, if you can introduce them to a person that can help solve a problem for them, anything you can do to give to them to make their lives easier, the goodwill will automatically increase so that they will think, gosh, that Ryan guy was incredibly helpful. It was so nice that he helped me out with this project. And anytime you see an opportunity to give first and help them out will automatically increase the bank of goodwill that you have potentially to draw from going forward. Third, listen empathetically, listen emphatically, have an appreciation for the challenges that that group of people or that organization faces. We all, especially in the professional world, have the things that are just challenging and difficult to work with and that grate on you every single day, right? If you can listen, hear, appreciate, and empathize with those challenges when they tell them to you and repeat that back to them so you really can confirm that you understand what they have as a challenge, you will now know what areas and what ways to navigate in order to not hit those pain points as hard or as much um, so that uh, you can acknowledge that going forward. So listening um, and, and reciting back the problems that they face back to them will really help for both of you to have an appreciation for the challenges that are happening on a day-to-day -day basis. Fourth, tell stories. Um, I love to do this, especially in my environment. We work with a lot of public safety agencies and the things that we do immediately help out the public safety agencies who thus are helping out the civilians on the ground who need support in whatever way, shape or form. But having the organizations assist me in providing that service for our public safety agencies can be pretty difficult because there's a lot of work that goes into that. So as many times as I can, I will tell a story. I will give an example with a visceral boot on the ground example of how the work that is being done here will be received, perceived, and assisted in the ultimate you know, follow through of the finished product, right? People get so closed off in their mind of this is my task, this is my project, this is my challenge, and they don't get an appreciation and aren't provided an appreciation for what their piece of the pie does for the whole when it's all said and done. So if you can remind them by the, telling them a very unique, beneficial, visceral, heart-wrenching story about what their work does to the end goal, they will immediately drop their guard and really stand up and wanna help you out a little bit more, right? So tell those stories, make it relatable to them, to their families, to their children, right? Things like that will really help for you to be able to pull out of them the work that they're doing and have them want to do so. Uh, five, give them all the credit. 
And this can be sometimes a tough one to do, right? You're doing a ton of work. You're pushing as much as you can to get this product out the door. But if you can, when things are all said and done, give the credit to this organization publicly, give this organization and this organization all the credit in the world, whatever means you have to do so, social media, internal Slack or Teams boards, anything you can do to call people out by name and highlight the work that they did, will absolutely increase the goodwill that they will have for you and your leadership capabilities for the next time down the road, right? Never take the credit for yourself, always give it to others, and then they will absolutely reciprocate that and truly appreciate it as a result of that. And then finally, six. Once you've done all of these things, you're giving people the credit, you're doing presence, you've got that mindful, uh, your, your present positive, poised attitude moving forward. You're giving them things, you're listening, you're telling those stories, you're giving them credit. Make that humble ask of that individual. Set the stage of the problem. Talk to them about what the needs are. Tell that story and make a humble ask, reflecting on the challenges that they have and that they face on a daily basis. Hey, I fully acknowledge that you are working and have these specific challenges. In order to facilitate bringing this challenge to a resolution, we really need your help in doing this work in order to get it out the door. I know it's a lot of work for you. I know you're busy. Is this something you'd be willing to help me out with? In my experience, nine times out of 10, the answer is always absolutely yes. Let me get it done for you right? And then you can just trust but verify. Follow up with them the next day. Just ask if they need any help. What can you give them to make their job a little bit easier and better while they're working on that project for you, right? And then from there, just repeat the cycle. With any new teams or with the current teams, repeat that cycle all the way along. Presence, give, listen, tell stories, give them the credit, humble ask. If you keep that cycle going as a professional, not only are you gonna be a rock star by producing a lot of great stuff for your boss, you're going to get noticed and you're gonna get promoted as a result of that, right? So good things to keep in mind. What do you do? How do you cultivate the uh, relationships of those around you that don't work for you or not even in your organization? I'd be really curious to hear what your thoughts are. Share them in the comments below if there's anything that you do that you want to pass along that other people can learn, anything that I missed, please, by all means, toss that in the comments below. If you like this kind of content, subscribe. Uh, I put things out every single week talking about professional development, leadership, and I even sprinkle a little bit of EMS, fire, and emergency management kind of techniques and leadership skills in there as well. If you like this video in particular, I would hugely appreciate a thumbs up and a like for this video. It really helps to pass the word along to others. And make sure to get that guide in the description below if you want to learn how to lower your anxiety in 10 seconds. It's a pretty cool setup. Have a great day. Appreciate you joining me today on the Hyper Academy All Access Show. Talk to you soon. Thanks.